Isaiah 53, beginning in verse 1, it says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry, out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, by his stripes, by his stripes, I want to talk a minute, just a moment, about pain. Something that the Lord has, has been speaking to me about, about ministering more to the body about pain. Many of you have pain. If you if you just living life, people have hurt you. You have hurt others. There's pain there. Sometimes pain comes because of things you could not control. There's also the pain in your physical body. There's a pain in your in your heart. Pain in your spirit deep wounds that it seems like there's no healer or no way to get it out. I, I, I could deal with the pain and get to the next day, but that pain is still there. And so there's no, we, we, many have, have pain there because of the past, but they've never been delivered. Jesus didn't come so that you can live another day with the pain. He came to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted. And so living for God is not about learning to endure pain and holding on to the suffering from the past. Living for God is to become new where the, all the pain and all the suffering of the past, it is over. It's no longer part of you. That part was cut out, removed. Matter of fact, the Bible says he takes out the stony heart and gives you a heart of flesh. That's why the Bible talks about that, that those that believe and are baptized shall be saved. Because when you go into the water of baptism, there's a lot of things that happen in our life that we have, a, we have a stony heart. But the Bible says that when we go into the water of baptism, there's a circumcision. In other words, a cutting away of the, the, the hardness of the past. It's a cutting away. So that, that's why many lives are dramatically changed when they go into the water of baptism because there is a supernatural spiritual circumcision that's taking place, removing the things out of their life that nobody even knew were in there. You know, that's why I love the Word of God. If you just follow the steps, you get there, amen? And, but I want to talk about pain. 
The Bible says, surely he's carried our griefs. The Bible says he took our sorrows. So it's not just the physical healing, and by his stripes we are healed, but by his stripes we are healed is emotional healing, it's spiritual healing, it's financial healing, it's healing in every area. Amen. I could tell you story after story. There's one woman, one young, young lady, she was a foster kid. And so she was put in a home and the foster family began to abuse her, sexually abuse her. She was taken out of that home and the other home, they sexually abused her. And now she's thinking, does anybody love me? She doesn't even know life. She just thinks that's the way it is. And she goes from one abuse to another abuse to another abuse until one family accepted her in. They loved God. They ministered to her, loved her, showed her Jesus. She fell in love with Jesus. The love of God came upon her, and all the pain of her past was completely removed because of the love of God. And she said this, I learned that the love of God is greater than man's pain. She was set free. She was delivered because of the love of Jesus Christ. And there are a lot of people that are, that are here today and listening online or, or on the air right now that even though you might be saved, you might love God, but you've never been delivered. Because whenever we talk about the past or whenever the enemy begins to bring up some re remembrance of the past, the pain rises up again. I call it a wound in the heart. It's like the enemy knows what happened, and it's usually that one thing that, that you could blame a lot of your current life on those circumstance, circumstances. It's like your heart was cut and it's bleeding, and there's a scab that has built up where you're able to kind of endure from day to day, but because of thoughts or things or remembrance, it's like every time you remember those things, the scab is cut away and it begins to bleed again. You need deliverance. You need freedom. It, it could have been an accident. It could have been abandonment. It could have been a divorce. It could have been molestation. It could have been uh, a traumatic accident. It could have been anything. But you just know there's that one thing that keeps me from being free. And that's what we need to give to the Lord Jesus Christ. By his stripes, we are healed. Now, let me talk about pain for a moment. Um, pain is a thought. I'm going to give you a, a little bit of understanding. If I'm, if I'm walking, you know, say I wake up early in the morning, and, and, and I'm and I get up too quick, and I stub my toe, which has happened to none of you. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm, I'm doing a dance. Why? Because I, I hit my toe, and the nerves in my toe sent a signal to my brain. And because of the signal to my brain, the manifestation of pain happened on my toe. It did not happen there. The pain did not, did not come from there. The pain came from here. The signal went to my brain, but then my brain told it, ouch. 
right? Now, I'm not a doctor. I, I talked to a, a doctor in Kenya about this. I said, so I told him about this, and he says, yes, that's the way it works. And I said, well, when they, they do like stuff like anesthesia and all that, is it they're just kind of like stopping the, 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 the signals from going to those parts to produce that, that, that feeling? And he says, yes. I mean, I, I can't understand how someone... Now, listen, if I'm totally wrong, please tell me. Tell me later after service so you don't embarrass me. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but correct me so I won't say it again, you know. So if I'm wrong, this is the only service you're going to hear it. I mean, I'll, I'll change. Like, I don't understand how someone could be half awake and see themselves being operated and not feel a thing. Not feel a thing. Pain is a thought. Amen? Pain is a thought. That's all it is. Now, it, 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 yes, it's a response to a condition. Yes, it is. But, but, but really, it all generates in the thought. In the thought. So, if we know that pain is a thought, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Oh my goodness, I have no time. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to pray for, for everyone that's watching online in, in three minutes, and then we're going to continue with the word. And if you want to hear the rest of the word, go online to our website, faithpleasesgod.com, and, uh, and, and join with us, faithpleasesgod.com. You can find us there. We're going to keep on streaming and broadcasting even when we go off live. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, so I stub my toe. My mind says, ow, pain. That's a thought, right? But Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes, we are healed. Another thought. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty for pulling down strongholds. The Bible says capture every thought and subject it to the word of God. So if the thought of sickness and disease rises up, I'm supposed to grab a hold of God's word and declare his word to attack that thought and bring it under subjection to the word of God. The doctor comes and says, hey, bad report. You have cancer. That's a report. But my Bible says in Isaiah 53, 1, who has believed our report in Isaiah 53, 5, and by his stripes, you are healed. The doctor's report says I'm sick. 
the report of the Lord says I am healed, I capture that thought, and I say, thank you for the information, doctor, but that's not what I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe the word of God. You might believe it. It's okay you believe it, but I believe God's word, even though I feel this way, even though I'm experiencing this way, but God's word is my reality. It's the truth, and the word of God says, and you will know the truth, and the truth sets you free. So I grab all the word of God. I, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Now you might say I'm sick. Your report might talk differently, but your report will change. But God's report, his word, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Your report will not change the fact that Jesus took his, the stripes on his body for my healing. That I wasn't healed tomorrow. I was healed 2,000 years ago when he went to the cross. And so I grab a hold of a thought of sickness and I, I, I bring it into captivity. I reject it. And I grab a hold of the thoughts of the word of God that I am healed. And I claim it. I believe it. I walk by it. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed even before sickness try to come upon my body. And what happens, the things that we believe are eternal. The things that we, we see are temporary. So we might have pain for the moment. But our future and our victory is healing. For those that are watching right now, if you have any sickness, any pain in your body, we want to pray for you right now. If you have any pain, maybe it's emotional pain, maybe it's physical pain, just put your hands on your chest wherever you're at, somewhere on your body, and as we pray, receive your healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we claim your word right now that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. I come against every sickness and disease upon their body right now, and I command it to leave right now. Every emotional pain, go right now in the name of Jesus. Every grief, every sorrow, go right now in the name of Jesus. We declare that by the stripes of Jesus, they are healed. We speak healing upon them from the top of their head, soul, and body. Body be made whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now just begin to declare, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Do something you haven't been done before. Move your body. See how God is a restorer. Amen. And if, that, if you've been blessed, please call us. We want to know what, what God has done for you so that we continue to give God glory for the miracle that he put in your life. We love you. We bless you. Go online, faithfulnessgod.com. We're going to keep on preaching. Amen. Can we give God praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. So we capture every thought. Say, capture every thought. And subject to the Word of God. So the Word of God says that we're supposed to capture that thought and make it obedient. Make it obedient. You have to discipline your mind. You have to discipline your mind. Some of you let your mind run wild. That's usually when you have bad hair days. You let your mind run wild. And what happened, it started off with a thought. And next thing you know, it became your reality. My father would talk about it. We hear it all the time, you know, the Hong Kong flu. You watch the news and they say, oh, epidemic of Hong Kong flu. And people are scared of the Hong Kong flu. You've never even been to Hong Kong. <laughs> do, you, do you remember, um, was it Ebola? Remember when Ebola, everybody was 
was crazy about Ebola. I mean, it's all over Africa, and people were scared, and someone got it in Dallas and, he, and, and, and all that. I was at the, at the post office, and that's all they were talking about is Ebola, and people are, are getting sick, and it might come in the United States, right? I was at the post office. I was renewing my, my, my visa, my, my passport because I was going to go to Africa, and I'm in line in the post office. There must have been about, about 20 people. I don't know if you were with me, Ron. I'm not sure, but I'm in line, and I sneezed, and when I sneezed, everybody stopped. <gasps> they didn't know what they needed to run out of there, but I just sneezed. That's all I did. I sneezed. <laughs> Every, I, just fear. Just fear. And matter of fact, the next week, I'm in Africa. I'm in the, I was in South Africa. And I'm preaching to the church. And I looked at him and said, hey, do you know everybody in America thinks that you have Ebola? <laughs> they just laughed. They laughed. They laughed. They laughed. Yeah, yeah. Those silly Americans. <laughs> and you know what's funny is, is I, I go into South Africa. And you see these machines that you walk through and they measure your body temperature just as you're walking to get your through through customs and all that and and anybody that had like any type of of, of fever they'll immediately spot it in Iceland I had to fill out like two forms about where I was if I'm experiencing any of these things I'm going from I was I was in Kenya I was in uh, I, I, I was in Tanzania South Africa uh, Uganda and that trip. I went to all those nations, and you go through every one. They had all these machines checking everything about you, you know, and, and, and they, they were questioning, you know. And then I fly into Los Angeles from those countries, and they looked at me and welcome home. <laughs> I didn't even check me. <laughs> I could have been a carrier. They were just like, you know, welcome home, Mr. Ortiz. <laughs> but what happens is a thought. And it becomes a thought of fear. Our pain becomes a thought. You know, uh, like, maybe, maybe, maybe someone when they were, what, they got married and they had a divorce, now they won't get married again because they're, they're thinking, I can't make it happen. I can't, I can't make my my marriage work or or maybe when they grew up they didn't have a good childhood and now they don't want to have children because you know I, I don't know if I could be a good mother or a good father and that becomes a captivity all I know is that my Bible says that children are a blessing from the Lord that's why I encourage you guys have as many as possible have a bunch of them as many, but pastor, I don't have enough money. You will. Amen. But pastor, I need to finish my education, you know, then I'll find my, 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 my wife or my husband, then I'll get the, the house, the car, the picket fence, and then the children. All in order. It's going to be very planned. No, it's going to be destroyed. It doesn't work that way. My, my Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen. And if you're not finding, it's because you're not looking. Or you're looking in the wrong place. Amen? Amen. 
But there's no, there's no good, there's no, there's no good men, there's no good women out there. Yes, there are. I don't know how to meet, meet new people. You got a phone with everybody in it. I didn't even have to leave the valley. I met Veronica before Facebook. It was my, yeah, and she had pity on me. She did. Her friends went to a basketball game, and I had been injured in a, in a football injury, and I showed up to the game in crutches, but I didn't want to use the crutches, so I'm just limping around. And so her, her friend saw me and said, hey, there's this cute guy in San Benito, but he's crippled. <laughs> and they fought to meet me. She won. <laughs> but, but don't allow the past to keep you in bondage anymore. Change your thoughts now. Subject it to the word of God. Capture it. If it's a thought of, 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 of defeat, capture that thought. Sickness and disease, capture that thought. What does the word of God say about your situation? That's the question that you should ask. Every time a thought rises up, I got new information, that's all it is a thought. Before I didn't have that information, now I got new information, now it's a thought. What is the thought of the Word of God? What does Jesus say about my situation? But pastor, you know, I'm getting older. I'm waking up and I'm finding pains in different parts of my body. Jesus says, your youth shall be renewed. Well, it's okay for me to have pains because I'm getting older. No, it's not. Who told you that? Where in the Word of God says that as you get older, you get weaker? Where? The Bible says, your youth shall be renewed. In other words, Jesus knows how to put a, a reset button. Amen? You just got to change your thoughts. If you see yourself broken and weak and sick and in pain and, and, all, and you wake up every morning, oh, it's my bad knee, oh, it's my bad back, oh, it's my bad this, oh, it's my bad that. Why don't you say, oh, this is my great knee, praise God, hallelujah. This is my healed knee in Jesus' name. As a man thinketh, so is he. You have to train your mind to think according to the word of God. Amen. Not according to you feel, how you feel. I could care less how you feel. <laughs> I feel so depressed. Who cares how you feel? <laughs> what does the word of God say about you? What does it say? Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Are you putting on the garment of praise? Well, I don't feel like praising God because I feel... That's your fault. You have, you, have, you have closed the door cell behind you. When, when my Jesus has given you the keys to come out of it and be completely healed. 
See, the Word of God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's why it's important that you come to church so I can remind you of the Word of God and encourage you to grow in the Word of God. That's why you should grow reading the Scripture because it's developing your thought life. As a man thinketh, so is he. If you enter into a relationship thinking that you're going to get divorced, you will get divorced. But when the Word of God says a man shall leave his house and his, and his, and his family and cling to his wife, there's no, there's no divorce there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this happens in everything. This happens in your emotions. This happens in your physical body. This happens in your success in your life. You know, if you think, oh, well, my, my, my wife is, is not attracted to me or my husband's not attracted to me, you know, and you keep on thinking and keep on thinking, then, then you're dooming yourself. You should be de declaring, oh, my wife finds me sexy. <laughs> Come on now. I like to tell this story because it's so true. There was this girl in high school. She was ugly. <laughs> she was an ugly girl. Sorry. I'm just saying what I see. You know, when you got one eye over here, another eye down here. <laughs> but every day she got up, she went to school like she was it. She wasn't seeing what I was seeing. And she walked those halls like she was Mrs. Thing. This girl always had boyfriends. And not ugly boyfriends. Good-looking guys were chasing this girl. And I'm looking at this, I'm thinking. But it, you know, the word of God's true. As a man thinketh, so is he. Joey, we went to high school together. Did you date her? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we judge every thought by the word. It is not, if it's not the word, it is a lie. If it's not a word, it is a lie. Now it might be information you get a bad report from the doctor high blood pressure something going on with your that's just information yep. Come on. you apply the word to that information to change that information yes. Yes. Amen. amen the doctor's report will change right. god's word will not change that's right. we're not angry at the information matter of fact we should go to the doctors to find the information yes. when we need that information but then apply the word over our situation change the thought and, and, and let man, you know, doctors might do something in the physical, but you do something holding on to the word of God in the spiritual that changes the physical. Amen. 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 Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we have to hear the word of God so that we grab hold of new thoughts to change our situation. Amen. So you surround yourself with faith. That's why coming to church, 
hearing the word of God through, through the preaching of the gospel, like through Jesus Pod and through other medias, you hear the word of God, you are being programmed according to the word of God. Amen. Amen. That's why it's important. If you're listening to all the junk and the, and the stupidity on the radio that deal with people's lusts and people's emotions, you're going to go there and you're going to be very emotional and you're going to be very lustful. But if you're hearing faith and the word of God, your thoughts will begin to get trained in that area. Amen. Amen. And if you want to see a huge change, you know, judge what you're hearing. Yeah. And if it's not the word, cast it out. Amen. Amen. John 8, verse 31. It says, I'm going to read it to you. They put it on the screen for you. Just write it down for later. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is only available for disciples. Amen. Amen. It's a big thought there. Let me say that again. The truth is only available for disciples. Not for visitors. Not for people who just hear a word every now and then. Because you might be encouraged by it, you might be inspired by it, but it won't become the truth. Because we live by truths. And once the truth is established, then you're going to live by it. You can't run back to the old and expect a different experience. You have to stay rooted and grounded in the truth. Amen? And, you know, the enemy's really good at trying to pull you out, especially when the truth is starting to be revealed. That's why Jesus, he told Peter, he said, he said Peter, Satan has come, for, come to, to sift you, but I prayed for you. I prayed for you. That your faith will not fail. Amen? Your faith is not going to fail, JC. God is taking you too far for you to go back. The truth is being revealed over and over in your life. And every time, God will bring you, bring you to a place of breaking. But, you know, you're like, a, you're, you're like the, the metal that's been heated and the, the hammer upon the axle uh, uh, being shaped and mold, molded. And, 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 and so allow God just to shape and mold you, bro. That's the battle right there because you want... It's like God's taking you to another level, but the enemy tries to pull you back. But you can't deny the truth. The truth has already been there to set you completely free, brother. Yes. We've been praying for you. And we know where you live. <laughs> Love you, bro. Say, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so what did Jesus say? And it says, it says if you abide in my word. Abide in my word. People, God, listen. I'm taking you a little deeper today. Come on, Amen. If you abide in my word, abide in my word. I, I looked at the definition of abide. It means to, to bear patiently, to endure without yielding, to wait for, to accept without objection. To accept without objection. Stop trying to fight the word. Let the word take over. I'm going to abide in the word of God. And then Jesus said, then you will know the truth. 
and the truth will set you free. And what did Jesus say? I am the way. I am the truth. He's also the word. The Bible says the word was made flesh. Amen? Hallelujah. Isaiah 53, going back there. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? How many of y'all believe the report of the Lord? Yes. How many of you have had the arm of the Lord revealed to, the, to you? Hallelujah. So that's what we believe. I don't believe what I feel. I don't believe what I see. I believe the report of the Lord. In spite of every situation, I believe the report of the Lord. Now, even if other people stop believing the report of the Lord, you keep on believing the report of the Lord. Amen. If your husband or your wife chooses to walk away from serving God, no, no, you hold on because that's just a lie. They're going to come back. They're going to come back, and when they come back, they're going to be repentant, and they're going to need someone to love them the way God loves them. Amen? And, and they're going to come back healed. Amen? Hallelujah. And verse 5 says, by his stripes, we are healed. Amen? Say, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Every physical brokenness, every pain, every sickness, and every disease, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Every emotional pain, every sickness in the soul, sickness in the mind, everything that was placed there by an enemy that does not belong to, to you, that was not given, all that pain, it, it, you are healed. The Bible says he carried our grief, carried our sorrows, took our shame. Yes, you might have done something to somebody. But it does, not, it does not change the fact that Jesus Christ carried your sorrows, carried your shame, carried your guilt to the cross, and that when he died, those things died as well 2,000 years ago. It does not change the fact. And so it's time to be delivered. It's time to be set free. It's time to lay it all down at the cross and reject every lie of the devil and accept complete freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 